listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation now on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 54, Double Exposure Show with myself, Petro, and the also-wonderful... Um, World-renowned Sophia Lemon. Yeah, um, ridiculously happy people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ridiculously happy Sophia. <laughs> yeah, good times. Uh, you, you can find show notes for this episode on doubleexposure.show/episode/slash/fifty-four. Join the community on Facebook in our Double Exposure Show group, and we look forward to see you there and field some of the questions towards us, and we want to answer them. Yeah. And today we are talking about, uh, basically we're going to title the episode WWDD, What Would Darren Do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really. This, this episode will feature somebody, um, or we're going we're gonna to talk about somebody, but uh, it's kind of a general question based on uh, the ethics, the, the, the marketing, the... Uh, well, let's let's get to it, <laughs> and you you can figure out what we're talking about. Oh, jeez, uh, but be before as vague yeah. as possible. <laughs> v- vague. I love it. I love being vague. It's like it's like the clickbait, right? Yeah. Uh, you're never gonna believe what she did with the following, and you're like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm not. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> or I love that. Uh, sometimes I listen to radio when I drive. Sometimes I listen to music. A lot of times I listen to nothing. And today on the radio, there there was like, uh, this is going on. And we're going to talk about what to do when this happens. Tune in tomorrow at 6. Oh, yeah. So they're using radio to advertise television, which is kind of <laughs> funny to me. Because everybody says radio is dead. <laughs> well, so. um, I would say that radio is not dead, but I would say it's changing. Same with TV. Like, mm-hmm. I watch Netflix and oh my God, CBC has an Apple TV app, which is amazing because mm-hmm. it has like all of their shows ever. Um, so I've been watching a lot of CBC. So you're they, enjoying your new Apple TV? Oh yeah. They have a lot of, uh, awesome. oh yeah, you sent me the Apple TV, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, they have a lot of uh, Dragon's Den on there, like all of Dragon's Den. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching a lot of Dragon's Den. Um, and I really like that show. You don't, or you do? No, I do. I really do it's like a it. Good show. Yeah. Um, I, I always watch it and I'm like, man, I wish I could be on it, but like, like photography, like, come on. <laughs> it's not really an investable <laughs> business the way that I do it. Nope. So <laughs> haven't quite come <laughs> up with my like master product for, uh, I find you have to have like a million dollar valuation for them to take you seriously. No, I think you Um, have to have, um, an accurate valuation in order for them to take you seriously. Cause there have been people on there who've had smaller deals, like $20,000 for like 40% of their company. Um, but it has to be a good product. Yeah, That's you're right. Um, but you're right. I recall those. my photography business, being that I want it to pretty much just be me, is not <laughs> necessarily a business mm-hmm. that they can invest in. Well, you kind of labeled it with your name. Yeah, I know. So I haven't come up with my like good product or service to take on Dragonson. Also, I'd be one of those weird people who'd be like, 
I forgot what I was saying. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, what do I do now? And they'd be like, take a breath, calm down. <laughs> Cause they mm -hmm. always show that. I'm like, <laughs> and they're probably saying afterwards, you're going to cut all of that out. Right. <laughs> um, uh, so a friend of mine, Mark Forat, um, was uh, in the first season of Dragon's Den from London. Uh, he has a chocolate shop in the market, at the Covent Garden Market. Oh, okay. And he's currently working on, uh, yeah, it's called Four Rats Chocolates or something like that. I should know. Um, and he got a deal on Dragon's Den. And I don't really know exactly what happened, what the deal was. It was too long ago. <clears throat> but he, um, and he's been doing quite well. They're actually opening a new lounge in the Masonville area, mm -hmm. right across from the mall. And it's going to be a chocolate lounge. So, oh, my God. Um, when is this opening? Um, probably just after Christmas. The retail part is going to open before Christmas, but um, the rest will open after Christmas. It's going to be kind of neat, um, but Cause I'm, I'm actually in... going to be meeting clients there. Um, yeah. <laughs> we already talked about uh, having um, like a booth uh, dedicated for uh, kind of me mm -hmm. and um, just so that it's friendly to like a wedding client and uh, it's going to be mutually beneficial because um, they do chocolate fountains. They do, you know, all kinds of chocolate stuff for to order. Mm -hmm. So I'll give him some exposure too. I mean, hopefully it works. Hopefully people go, oh, it's a great idea. Let's get it for our wedding. But um, yeah. So nothing too exciting on this end of things. Um, I actually had a photo shoot this morning and guess what? Surprise, surprise, shot another house. Mm -hmm. um, East London and it's like a 35 minute drive for me. It's, it feels so far away. So an hour this morning went to driving back and forth, which is yep. fun. But um, definitely sometimes I'm just like, and we don't get paid enough for this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything new and exciting with you? Sophia? I was going to say, speaking about not getting paid enough. Oh, so I do some volunteer work, right? As a photographer. Mm -hmm. And I've had not a client, but a person that I am doing volunteer work for get all, <laughs> you know, crotchety. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I'm volunteering my time and donating photos to I don't think it's a charity but um it's like a group that works with children so I donate the photos for the children they can they can have their photos um but some people involved will use these photos for promotional purposes and in magazines and stuff and right. um I got an email saying when will they be ready? I need them for this calendar. Um, and I was hmm. like, uh, sent an email back to the organizer. And I was like, just so you know, <laughs> I'm donating the photos for the kids, but people have to pay to use the photos for um, per, like commercial purposes. Yeah, especially since the calendar is probably going to be resold. And there's going to be a profit taken, you know? Yeah. So they're making money off of it. So, yeah. Sure. So um, there was like some back and forth between that third person and then the organizer and myself. And just like the third person is like, I don't understand. Am I going to get the photos? Like, 
do people have to pay for these photos? And like, I charge $90 for one digital file. Do the kids have to pay $90 for every photo they want? No, that's not what I said. <laughs> so I had to very clearly answer all of the questions. Mm -hmm. And then the organizer sends an email to both of us saying, thank you so much, Sophia, for clarifying. And we know that you donate 100% of your time and we really appreciate it and that you're busy this time of year with weddings and family portraits and stuff. And then she sends me an email separately saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah like, I get it. Well, for one thing, it's email. So it's, and I, I know who this third person is, like not a terrible person. Yeah. Like <laughs> I can kind of read her tone into it and her tone isn't like, I'm going to frigging kill you. But it's just like, <sighs> it kind of like me, like being very clear um, and dry. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, but yeah. Speaking of calendars, oh, no. uh, our friend, uh, our friend is releasing a, two calendars this year. Uh, Dave Sanford's got two calendars coming out for delivery in December, I guess, before Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, and if you know Dave, uh, you know that he did the Liquid Mountains um, series. And he's had the calendar for the last two years, I believe. Mm -hmm. And it's been a huge success for him. Um, people pay for them. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, I, I talked to him yesterday, or actually, was it yesterday? The day before, Dave came by here to sign a limited edition print that uh we do for him so uh he he picks a photo every year and he just he limits it to 10 prints mm -hmm. and he sells these for i believe one thousand dollars us mm -hmm. uh but he hand signs it and numbers them and like they're a special thing so he came by and i i think he stuck around for four hours we were just talking shop and marketing strategies and talked about calendars it was it was kind of a, a fun time and then i thought why don't i just record this whole thing and just throw it up on our podcast because yeah. <laughs> there's so much good stuff well, clearly you should he's, have. he's excited to be on we just have to nail down a time because he travels so much right he can so, record while but, tra uh, anyways, traveling not when he has no internet well, that, or yes that's a problem you know, like like we're talking northern canada polar bears all over in the in a zodiac with a camera you know mm -hmm. so uh, but he does great stuff, and he this year he's doing the Liquid Mountains, and he's doing White Sharks and Green Turtles or something like that. I don't remember. Or, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but the maybe we'll throw up the links so people can check out his photos. Um, but, yeah, that's I, I, it's funny because there's a lot of things that we consider to be uh, passe or kind of dead, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I personally don't use a calendar. I don't. I don't use a calendar, like a paper calendar on my wall, uh, but I. a lot of people still do. A yeah. lot of people do. I, I was at a friend's house the other day and in the kitchen beside the fridge is a big calendar with, uh, you know, like dates and it's like <laughs> every other Friday it says payday <laughs> and uh, then it's like doctor's appointment, dentist appointment. And I'm like, uh, you guys still do this? It's like, oh, yeah, this is great. Cause, and it kind of makes sense because you can kind of see it and visualize it. So mm -hmm. whatever, whatever works for people. So, you know, there's that. Speaking of calendars. But speaking of kids. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. Uh, there was uh, a couple, a groom and a bride, who were being photographed in Victoria Park, I believe in Kitchener or wherever Victoria Park is, that has a little river lake this was thingy Kitchener? running through it. <clears throat> I'm not sure. Okay. 
<laughs> go on. <laughs> I, be I believe it is. Um, and so uh, during the creative session, um, the groom noticed there was three kids playing and w two of them pushed a third child into the water and he started drowning. He was face down. So the groom jumped in to save him, which is fantastic. I mean, good job, buddy. Um, he jumped in to save him and save the boy and in his clothes, by the way. And so the photographer who was uh, shooting the wedding captured it and uh, put it on Facebook and it went viral, which was fantastic. Um, for the photographer was um, Darren Hatt, who's a London photographer. I actually met him in college. I do believe he was my student at one point, but I don't recall. Uh, there are so many of them. Mm -hmm. But I, I then also um, was uh, meeting him in a professional sat setting when I used to work for Olympus. Uh, he was doing some work uh, in a retail outlet. So, uh, you know, we met a lot and I always liked Darren. He was, he was a great guy, very sincere, very straightforward. So, um, you know, he caught, he caught the images. He basically did his job. So, you know, that's fantastic. So this stuff went viral mm -hmm. and it received some coverage on CTV news. Uh, and they actually interviewed him, which is kind of cool. I mean, I thought, uh, you know, like what, why would he get interviewed? But kind of makes sense. He took the photo, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Um, so right on. Well, today he posted a link to Ellen because the couple was flown out to be on Ellen, which is freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, imagine you're, you're a hero. So mm -hmm. he graciously shared the link on his uh, Facebook page, which is awesome. You should talk about your clients receiving things. Mm -hmm. And so I, I saw that and it made me smile. I was like, oh, good for you, Darren. Like, that's, that's awesome. And I don't think it's just Darren. I mean, he calls it hot photography, H-A-T-T. Okay. Um, and I believe it's him and his wife that do the shooting. Uh, also a photography graduate. And um, so I was reading some of the comments because I, I thought about saying, hey, this is awesome, dude. Like, good for you. Um, well, it wasn't until I got to one comment that just made me shake my head. And I was like, Are you, like, really? And somebody said, can't believe how this incredible story has spread. Awesome. Um, but another person said, Dan, what about you? And that's what made me think about this whole thing. I was like, well, what about him? <laughs> <laughs> he did his job. Like, what, 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 why, what else should happen, you know? Um, and somebody said, awesome, you should get an As Seen on TV badge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny let, let me see yeah no kidding um i'm looking for this particular one and basically i might not be able to oh i might not be able to find it right now but so um what i what this one person said is uh that basically uh it's a quote that ellen said um I'm going to try to find it. Give me a second. <laughs> do, 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 do. It's too much stuff to read. But basically, Ellen, Ellen was like, oh, wow, what a great photographer to capture it, which is amazing. Like his photos were actually featured on Ellen. It's great. And, and somebody said, uh, you should basically take the quote and that should open your website. Kind of like, what a great photographer, Ellen De DeGeneres, you know? Mm -hmm. And so what I want to talk about today is that 
what point are you actually kind of taking advantage of things um, where, you know, it's, it's great that you went viral and it's great that your couple did this. And I really hope this brings him some business. But at what point are you kind of taking advantage of a situation to benefit from it? Like this was, this was sort of an unfortunate event. Like it probably traumatized the kid for a long time, for life. It was the groom who was the hero um, who saved the boy. Mm-hmm. So why should the photographer be benefiting from this? Or at what point is it unethical to benefit from this? Because, I mean, as from my point of view, uh, Darren did a great job doing his job, right? He was paid to capture things. And he, you know, he's a candidate. For, he, he's photographing the wedding. He's cataloging the event. So there was a candid moment and he caught it. It was part of the wedding day, right? So he documented it. So fantastic. But at what point are you actually taking advantage of the situation to try to get more business and would something like this so it's a two-part question and would something like this be seen as taking advantage of the situation and potentially future clients might see it in that light so just to just to clarify i'm not taking a stance that anything is wrong here i think people are ridiculous that they they're commenting and saying things like why aren't you on ellen (laughs) because i don't think he did anything yeah. But you know what I mean? But at what point are you are you just taking advantage of the situation by riding the coattails of a great story? <clears throat> so I think that if I were in his situation, I would share the crap out of that story, but I would tell the story from the couple's perspective. So do what mm-hmm. Ellen did and ask the groom the same sorts of questions and then write the story like that. Like I would write the story of just someone's wedding day um, to mm-hmm. connect with other couples. And I'd share the crap out of all the publicity that the photo got. Um, but again, sharing it, sharing the story from the couple's perspective, not necessarily from mine. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd probably... I don't know, I'd then probably share it with like media outlets and stuff who are discussing like photography or business um, and talk about it from that perspective as well. But I wouldn't necessarily be sharing that with potential mm-hmm. future clients. I, f- I found the two, the two comments that uh, okay. stood out for me. So one of them said uh, in quotes, that's a great photographer you had, Ellen. And then, cause that, that's literally the quote, she said mm-hmm. uh, and then he, he goes on to say well your marketing materials are set for the next while so yeah i don't i don't know if it's right to use that you know what i mean like i would use it i mean i i don't know i would share it and tell the story and then that's it and like share the publicity and stuff but i don't know so, and then, then the other, the other, <laughs> well, the other person comments, you had a really great photographer, Ellen. 
OMG, my website page would open to this quote. So epic. Congrats. Uh, um, well, let me, let me ask you a different question. Did you see the picture I posted on Facebook of an old man in a ditch with his wheel, electric wheelchair on top of him? No. Really? Well, that's weird because I didn't take a picture or talk about it anyway. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, last Sunday, which is uh, we're recording today on Friday, and this, so this was five days ago, uh, Hannah and I were on our way to pick pumpkins with Mia. Even though she's three months, we still make little uh, events <laughs> for mm-hmm. her. And as we're driving on this back road, uh, we see a man in a wheelchair who lives just up the road um, at a nursing home. And uh, he, this road is very narrow. It's paved. But the shoulder of it is very small, like it's almost non-existent. So he wanted to go a little bit on the shoulder, which is actually grass, and his wheelchair slipped into the ditch, which is about five feet deep. And um, he was on his side uh, with the wheelchair partially on him, and this thing was heavy. Mm-hmm. And we saw this whole thing happen. So we stopped the truck, both of us jumped out and ran towards him, like made sure he's okay, everything. Um we called for help because this road's not very busy. A lot of people don't go by. Um, we called OPP for help. They never arrived. <laughs> we just, hap- we, well, we canceled them, but we happened to have a construction worker and a couple other people who helped us get the man out and helped us get the wheelchair out. So we fixed it up. Everything was fine. He said he was okay. Wasn't banged up. And as we were pulling away, uh, I told Hannah, I was like, that's, that's funny. It never even crossed my mind to take a photo. Like, I kind of wish I did just to share with my friends, be like, check this out. This man like toppled, toppled. And I said, but we'll probably never even talk about it. And I never would have talked about it. I don't think I would have ever even told you this, but I'm just kind of using this as an example. So I didn't take a picture of it and post it on my Facebook wall and share it. Because I feel that there's somebody's misfortune, first of all. Second of all, my priority was to save the man, not to document him, you know? Uh, Like, I would be a terrible news photographer, because if I saw something bad happening, I'd probably throw the camera down and go to help them. Okay, this brings on, like, a Um, whole other topic that I want to discuss in relation to this. (laughs) Um, Perfect, we can can do that. But I had sort of a similar... Um, scenario to you the other day when I was sitting in my favorite coffee shop and there was like a kid's Mm -hmm. class going on in the coffee shop, like a kid's music class. And one of the little kids decided to walk out the open door. Um, So parents were paying or something. And so I jump up and run out the door and one of the employees ran out the door right in front of me and the door opens right onto the corner, like the street. So we both ran out and turned her around and brought her back in. And I'm like, where did you think you were going? (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, everyone's like, wow, you're pretty fast. And like um, saying thank you and stuff for grabbing Mm -hmm. her. Although I basically just got out the door. The employee was already at (laughs) the girl. But anyway, so I didn't take a picture of that or anything. But... I am not surprised that the photographer in this case took a photo because it seems to me like the groom had the situation under control by the time the photographer was aware of the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't see a problem with sharing it and telling the story. 
Neither, neither do I. Um, and, and that's, that's what I didn't want this to come across. I don't want this to come across bitter and, uh, pointing fingers or anything because we don't even know what, what Darren's going to do. We don't know what this gentleman's going to do. And I mean, I don't want, I don't want any of our listeners to feel that way, that we're, uh, pointing, pointing out that he is taking advantage of the situation. I'm actually, I'm just saying, what will he do? I'm really curious what he's going to do. And I'm really curious what you would do and not you, Sophia, but you as the listener would do in this situation. Because uh, personally, I would definitely share this story because yes, I think it's a great story and I think it's cool to share, like, like there's a lot of interest to share the fact that they were on Ellen, to share the fact that they were on CTV. Um, I personally would probably decline the CTV interview. I, I, I'm being completely honest here. If CTV asked to interview me, I'd say there's no point in interviewing me. You have my photos or- no, as a photographer, because uh, if CTV, CTV ended up interviewing Darren uh, because he took the photos. Yeah. I personally would decline it. to do it. I would just, <laughs> I, you know, but again, and I, I think it's either split half and half or I feel the majority would do it. Uh, most of the time people wouldn't do it just for the simple fact that they're just too shy or uh, too nervous okay, or whatever. So- but I think I would do it, but probably what I would be saying is I took a photo. Like if you're asking me questions like, um, what were you thinking at the time? I'm like, I was thinking this is a photographable moment and I took a photo and I did my job. That's pretty much the end of it. Right. Um, He was really humble about it. Like he was actually, that's pretty much what he did. Uh, I mean, me personally, I would just decline the interview and say, use my photos uh, and tell the story through my photos. You know, after all pictures worth a thousand words. So have a good day. People Um, saying stuff like, well, what about you? Like, well, this, the story, like, yes, he took a photo, but the story isn't about him. The story is more about the groom, right? So, um, I think the story should be about the boy whose life we rescued. Well, and yes, the groom is the hero here. Yes, but at the same you know, time, so, like no parents around. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think they're going to keep that quiet. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, my response would probably just be pretty much, yeah, I, I took a photo and did my job and. Ta-da! Like I didn't create the moment and I had nothing to do with taking mm-hmm. that kid out of the river. And yeah, I just did my job. So but yes. I know for a fact that I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't change my website or oh, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't post change this my website. on my website. I would put a blog. Uh, I wouldn't on even me. use. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, I think that's where it belongs. And that's what, that's where I was getting to is that you can blog about the situation and you can share a link in your, in a post say, Hey, the couple I photographed was on Ellen. How cool is that? Good for Oh, them. I wouldn't share that. I wouldn't share that stuff on my website. Oh, except in my press section. Um, but I wouldn't like, I think, I don't think it's a big deal to share it on your blog. Yeah. So my press, to say my that, press section is you know. basically a blog, but right. I wouldn't like put it on my homepage kind of thing. No, no, absolutely. And this is what I'm trying to say is like, uh, me as a client, and maybe I overthink things, but me as a client, if I was looking for photographers and I had this one doing this kind of like, uh, saying, yeah, check this out. Ellen used my photos and mentioned me on the, mentioned me as photographer on her show. Yeah. I wouldn't be worried um, like that. That's, but that's just not good marketing to be honest. And that, that's why we do this podcast, right? I mean, photography and business and I mean, marketing is a big part of it. And that's what I 
really wanted to say. Now, the good news is, or bad news perhaps, I don't think this is going to happen to everybody in this career. <laughs> yeah. I don't think everybody's going to have this kind of exposure, yeah, right? So definitely Darren's going to get busier. Hat photographer's going to get busier because I think they're going to get a lot more traffic. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think, I really don't think that there's links linking back to his website. No, not really. Um, and they don't really say his name know, either, so... No, no. And it's, and it's for that reason, I would bet, I would imagine. Uh, they do give him credit on CTV um, and they did interview him. So he is on there, Yeah, but which like, is, which no is one's, great. No but, one's like writing this down like, oh, I need a wedding photographer. I'm going to contact that guy. Exactly. Like, that's not really marketing and either. <laughs> and I think that's the reason people put it on their websites, yeah. you know, but uh, so... Again, I, I wasn't angry. I wasn't upset. I didn't think that what he did was wrong so far. Mm -hmm. Social media is for that reason. We spread the word. But it was the suggestions that were coming in from other people. Like, yeah. oh, you should definitely use this on your website. You know, you should tell tell people that as seen on TV, you know, as seen on Alan, whatever. I um, always hate those like as seen on stuff because I'll see the stuff that it is seen on. And as I'm featured like, in. I'm like, I'm on that all the time and I've never seen it on there. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but I think it's funny that you said you would be a bad photojournalist because when you're, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about this film that I saw when I was in university and it was about photojournalists. I believe that they were in Iraq or they were in the Middle East somewhere. It was like a group of five photojournalists, mm -hmm. I think. <sighs> I might be completely wrong about that. I think they might have been in Africa. I'm terrible. I don't remember any names. I can't, <laughs> so they were I can't remember Earth. the name of the film. And <laughs> I don't remember where they were. But I will look it up. I just tried to look it up on my phone and couldn't find it. Uh, but so it's a true story film. And do mm -hmm. you know the image? It's a pretty iconic image. You have probably seen it of a kid starving laying on the ground um african child yes. i believe laying on the ground and it's just in the middle and there's a vulture in the photo close to the kid and you're like yeah, oh my um, god the vulture is yeah. waiting for the kid to die you know that image yep. okay so that photographer got so much flack apparently for taking that photo that um he ended up committing suicide but what people don't know, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, what people don't know about that story is that these the, these were photojournalists who were doing their job photographing this scene. Um, and the reason they weren't doing anything about it is because they were specifically told they can't do anything about it. They can't touch any of the people. So all they could really do is like run around and like scare away birds or whatever. Um, in this particular hmm. situation. So, yeah, I'd probably be a pretty terrible photojournalist as well, but mostly out of laziness. Um, you would be a terrible photojournalist because you wouldn't be able to not do things, but then you wouldn't be doing your job, so you wouldn't be a photojournalist. Like, photojournalists are necessary, um, and that is a scary, scary job in some situations. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. We kind of need it. There's a lot of photographers who uh, go through this. And I'm not going to mention any names, but I'm really hoping to get one on 
uh, to to talk about this. Um, I know somebody who took a, an image that did rather well as a photojournalism image, but um, it had a huge impact on him uh, afterwards uh, in terms of uh, mental health and uh, just dealing with the demons that, um, you know, go with it. And I think the photographer's name is Kevin Carter, who photographed the starving child. Yeah, so I'm just um, trying to find the, the, doc the film. Yeah. Because uh, I am realizing... Um, it wasn't like that photo wasn't in the film. I think it was like a different. Right. But there's a, there's a photo he did take that I am aware of, of a starving boy who's a lot older. He's probably like maybe 10 or 12 who had, has his mouth to the rear of a cow. And I'm not sure if he's, eating the feces or urine, drinking the urine. I'm not entirely sure. But um, that's a photo that I was aware that he took. I didn't know that he took the starving child and vulture one. Mm -hmm. And there was an article that basically said how photojournalism killed Kevin yeah. Carter. And um, <clears throat> it's, it's all featured in there. Um, it's a good read for, for people who are interested in this. And it, Photojournalism, when we think about it, we think we a lot of people actually think it's paparazzis are photojournalists. Um, you know, you capture fun events, you capture life stories, human interest stories. Um, sometimes you, you capture sports, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever the story is, whatever we want to talk about. Um, usually in, in press, like photo blogs, video blogs, or newspapers, or you know, even um. National Geographic, that's photojournalism, mm -hmm. right? Like literally, literally think photojournalism, you know, it's not just new, news photography. It's, uh, it's anything that, that you can write a story with. So war happen, war and starvation and all that does happen to be part of the story. So I do understand having to take it, having to document this and everything. But I, I also think that there's, there should be some sort of regulation that, sends people to do it who are emotionally strong you know well you can't really uh, there's got to be some kind you of you can't really gauge this. it that well <laughs> um so the you can do psychoanalysis i mean no one's ever gonna do that do you know how expensive that would be how much money do you think they're paying them anyway uh, like most of these guys are probably going over there and taking these photos and then getting paid for them afterward so like no, yeah. no news organization cares. <laughs> like they're not working for yeah. one organization. They're working for themselves and they're selling the photos. So yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be doing psych evaluations before these people go overseas. <laughs> uh, but the hmm. film is called the bang bang club. So I just found it. So it's, bang bang club. Okay. um, Three photographers, yeah, three photojournalists apparently who, um, were shooting apartheid in South Africa. He was a member of the Bang Bang Club. Right? Um, he's not on the list here, but he's in the film, so I don't know what hmm. the deal is. They only list so, there's so, five in the picture, but they only list three in the anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and I'm pretty sure that they talk about his committing suicide. Really? Yeah. Okay. So it's not the real, 
So is it the real people that are in the no, in the no, film or a remake okay. of it? And I, it's pretty tough to watch. Hmm. Um. So this isn't like I can this imagine. isn't quite the same, right? But I think my response. So if anyone said to me, "Well, why weren't you helping get him out of the water?" Um. I'd probably be like, "Um, okay, back up." <laughs> Did the kid survive? Yes. Okay, move on. <laughs> like right. we're past well, because this somebody situation. was already helping. We're him. past this situation. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, I am sure that if that groom was having a significant amount of difficulty getting that kid out of the water, and I don't know, I'm pretty sure that Darren probably would have dropped his camera and helped. Mm-hmm. So I, I I imagine. I, I know I I know he's he's probably that type of person, yeah. you know, uh, I will admit I'm not a very strong swimmer <laughs> and I will, I would still yeah, jump me in either. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I wouldn't be like, Hey groom, can you go save this boy? I will photograph this. You're going to love it. You know? Oh yeah. And, and I don't think, I know that's not what happened. Oh yeah. Here. So, I mean, I, but taking, first of all, high five. Yeah, take, I think he did an awesome job. Good for you. Thank you for saving this kid's life. He may become the next, um, you know, person to cure cancer, or he could become Donald Trump. We'll never know. We'll have to see what what happens. Uh, but uh, the reality is that it, it was a, it's a commendable thing. I think the groom did an amazing job. I think he, I think he was a, an exceptional human, exceptional human being, and for that, it's awesome. I think Darren being at the right time at the right place uh, and actually snapping the picture and sharing the story with the world to to say how awesome his clients are. I think that's a great thing. Uh, I think the fact that the clients were featured on Ellen and CTV, uh, great for them, good for them. Um, you know, hope hope that doesn't go to their head and they can live a, a normal life and not become total dicks. Um, but and it's and it's great that Darren's is get uh, company is getting the exposure. The comments that people made are really <laughs> bugging me, and I'm really waiting <laughs> yeah. to see what's going to happen. I really am waiting to see what's going to happen. Yeah, I so, wouldn't put any of that stuff on my homepage. Like, mm -hmm. here's the thing about if, if we're going to get like really specific about it, if we're talking about marketing here, then yes, you want to share that content. I mean, obviously, this story is going viral. So that's good. You want to share mm -hmm. that com content on your Facebook page over and over and over again until people stop commenting on it. That's going to be pulling people towards your Facebook page. The thing about marketing is you want to point everyone towards you. So some method of contact with you. So like with your Facebook, you want to pull people to your Facebook page and then to send you a message or to go to your website and then email you or call you or whatever. Posting it on your <laughs> website, like you don't want to post that on your homepage and then point those people away from your website. The point is not for people to go to your website and then to go somewhere else. The point is for people to go to your website and then to contact you. So correct. Like linking on your website to Ellen talking about the couple and not really talking about you, that wouldn't be very effective. So if you want oh, I agree, but if you want to break it, it down it's that difficult much, when yeah, it's difficult when somebody's um, kind of shoving it in your face, right? Yeah. Uh, and giving you these ideas and, and we'll see. I mean, um, there's a really good chance that uh, Darren doesn't listen to this podcast. Oh. Um, and he may <laughs> and he may not even know we're talking about him. Um, 
but um, uh, we we should we should give people the the link to his website, and then he'll know, <laughs> <laughs> and then he can say as heard on <laughs> double exposure. <laughs> oh boy, oh, man. that's that's funny. So. Yeah. Yeah, but um, that's pretty much uh, all I really wanted to talk about today. Um, I would really be curious to know what you guys think. Uh, please share your comments uh, with us on the Double Exposure Show group on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're not a member, join. Um, if you are looking for show notes for this episode, they are on doubleexposure.show slash episodes slash 54. Huge thanks to Ben Sound for this amazing soundtrack and also Benjamin Edward for the beautiful yeah. artwork. Now, I think his artwork is also featured on your uh, guide, Sophia. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it? Yeah. So like yeah. a long time ago, Ben did um, these caricatures like paper cutouts for weddings so they'd be like for centerpieces and stuff like that so you could like send him a photo of you and he would make a little <laughs> character so he made a character of me at one point <laughs> it's so cute and i still have the paper the paper doll nice. um so Love when it. i was doing my guide i was like man like will you like give me like bride and groom and like family like little paper dolls for this and he did so my guide is composed of artwork by Benjamin Edward. And also my logo is by Benjamin Edward. Yeah. Anyway, so... Cool. Um, and so is ours. It sure. is, actually. <laughs> so you can get a so. copy of my guide at pictureperfect.guide. So there's guides for boudoir. There's guides for brides and grooms. And there's guides for families. Um, and I'm updating all of them all the time. And there are some big updates coming in the pipeline also. I want to give a little you heard it here first, but this is for my own accountability. I'm going to write a book. Okay. What? Yeah. So, if in 50 years I have not published a book, all of you need to come back to me and be like, Sophia, what up with the book? Where to book? <laughs> if in 50 years I'm still alive, Sophia, I will I'm I pretty will sure you, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> If you are not so, alive in 50 years, you have not been taking very good care of yourself, Petra, and I'm very disappointed in you. Well, there's a lot of buses where Don't I cross streets. get so hit by know. a bus! <laughs> so the moral of the story is look both ways. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And uh, until next okay, week. bye.